Welcome to the Gill Athletics Connections podcast, the number one track coach focused podcast in the world. From time to time, we like to bring you rebroadcasted value added podcast episodes, some little bonus material, if you will, in between our awesome interviews from coaches around the world. This is just great friends of ours, the Athletics LLC, hosted by Marissa Chu, featuring Mouse Holloway, Chris Huffins, and Charles Ryan. This is a great gang. They operate on YouTube on Friday nights. You got to go be subscribed. We're so blessed that they would let us give you the audio version. So without further ado, Athletics LLC. You are tuned in. To Athletics Double LC yeah, 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 yeah. with Lamar, uh-huh. Lucius, uh-huh. Big League Chew, yeah. and my man Clyde. <laughs> you are about to be schooled in all things track and field. This is experience. Yes, sir. We are talking past, past present, present, future. future. Y'all listen up. Let's go. Hi, lovely people. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Athletics LLC, episode 45. 45. That's crazy. Good thing Chuck and our Clyde and I are not old enough to know what that number is yet. So we're okay. Uh, <laughs> this this, this show already. Our version of 45 will be much better than the typical version of 45 that we're right? familiar with. Okay. 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 Well, as you've noticed all, we have a guest. And this is this is what the surprise was last week that we announced. And we are super excited to have. Mr. Paul Doyle with us, and he's going to, you know, endure a little <laughs> with our tiles and uh, endure some questions. So um, before we move on, I will make sure that we are all, we are all familiar with the other three tiles on the screen. Um, first, Sir Lucius. Sir, how are you? I'm doing very well, ma'am. How are you? I am well. I am well. Clyde? Good evening. I was gonna say what's oh. on the tie. I couldn't see. Oh, Gina. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Good evening. Oh Lord. Ah, Ready it. to go. I love it. Um, and last but definitely not least, the longest name on the panel, Lamar Pseudo Gator, Field and Track. You have to really show them what the whole t-shirt got, says. You just can't be I, bouncing around. Okay, so <laughs> I got gifts from Gainesville. There we go. See, is that better? Everybody can see the full shirt now. That is very nice. Nice. One size too small, apparently. Really? No, I'm just fat. Okay. Thank you, light skin. (laughs) Oh wow! Oh my goodness! And I'm gonna tie that tie a little tighter. (laughs) So, anyhow, best behavior, gentlemen. Best behavior. We have guests and company. (laughs) We can't act Um, up in front of company. My bad. I know, right? We're in the white room, sir. We're in the white room. Stop it. Okay, sorry. Um, well, let's get things started and get the ball rolling. Um, I will say, Mr. Lamar, what question do you have for Mr. For, for the most influential person in 2021 in the entire world of track and field? Absolutely. Yes, I gave you the proper introduction. Um, <laughs> first of all, before before we go any further, on behalf of this entire show and this entire panel, and it's interesting that you haven't watched this show, so I guess we know the answer. He wasn't <laughs> listening to us. But we have been clamoring for what you had the stones to go out and do since, like, week three 
So what, 39, 30, 42 weeks ago or 41 weeks ago? Uh, so first of all, on, on behalf of, of this entire show um, and what should be the, the really, really grateful uh, world and American in particular track and field landscape, we all say thank you for oh, thank what, you. what we're going to imagine is that a tremendous amount of uh, hard work and sleepless nights and hand wringing and teeth gnashing because nothing gets done in this sport without all those things. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to ask a simple question just, just to get us started. There's always been this misnomer that you can't get track on TV, right? Mm -hmm. How many times we've all been told that for like the last 30 years. So here's the question. How did you not only get track on TV in a pandemic, but get, wait for it, track on TV on Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? With a perfect pregame. No, that's we're just... tremendous. And so yeah, I got to know how you did that. A little bit of luck, but a lot of work, a lot of hard work. I mean, we, the first American track leagues were on ESPN in 2016. We did two shows leading into the Rio Olympics. And since then, there has not been a professional track meet on TV since then, since our, meet, our first meet there. So there's a four and a half, five year hiatus of track and field, professional track and field on ESPN. Of course, there's been a bunch of college meets on ESPN. Um, how did I do it? Persistence, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, we've all last year, we were trying uh, to get a, a big event, a major, major event on ESPN. We were trying to get anybody to pick it up. When we knew the Olympics were gonna be canceled or, or when the Olympics were possibly gonna be canceled, we already started pushing for an alternative event to the Olympics. We had been talking with a lot of different celebrities to be hosts and things like that. We had a massive budget. We had um, multi-sports, track and field, swimming, beach volleyball, various locations were on board for this. And we just could not get a, a network to commit. But Nobody to would time, bite on that? Everybody was inches away <laughs> from, from biting. But we had all of the stars lined up. I mean, we had, uh, we actually had Conor McGregor set up to host. <laughs> we had oh. Phelps ready to host. All the best swimmers, all the best track athletes. You know, everybody was on board in principle. And we had the advertisers saying, yeah, they wanted to do it, but we need to know the platform it's going to be on. And we had the platform saying, we need the advertisers commitment in order to commit to you guys. And we just could never get everyone to talk together and commit to it. But they heard from us on a daily basis through all of 2020. So when, when this idea came about uh, to run an indoor series of meets, we reached out to our contacts at ESPN, ESPN and the woman that I worked uh, through back in 2016, Kathy Cook, we hadn't actually spoken to about this other event. We had gone, we'd gone to the very, very top at ESPN and, and I decided, you know what, let me work the contacts I have this way. And we asked them, we said, hey, this is what we're proposing. This is what we have in mind. These are the athletes we think we can get involved in this program. And um, they said, okay, that sounds good. Let us, let us push it through. And it was weeks and weeks and weeks went on and we were planning different locations. We were originally gonna do it at four different locations. And as time went on and we got closer and closer to the holidays, I started thinking, well, maybe we need to forget about this four meet series and just commit to one meet. 
we were going to do one meet in Chicago. We started talking to Chicago and we were all on board to let's just put on one really good meet. And right then ESPN calls right before Christmas says, okay, we've got your four meets scheduled. I'm like, perfect. Looks like we're doing four <laughs> meets again. <laughs> so, um, so then we, you know, scrambled, make it happen. And because of COVID, it looked like um, Arkansas was the least likely location to get canceled. They wanted to have the meets there. We, we wanted a, a secure location that we could have them. And, um, you know, thank God for Wallace Spearman being the mayor of Fayetteville, Arkansas, because he opened <laughs> up a lot of doors for us. <laughs> he is that. Of course. Yep. So, yeah, so that's sort of how it came to be. And then, you know, you mentioned sleepless nights at the start. That's when the stress really began. You know, here we are right before Christmas and we've got four, four meets scheduled and we got to find sponsors because we don't have a single dollar of sponsorship coming into that. Um, but we negotiated a good deal with ESPN. I think, I think it may be the best deal ever for track and field on TV in America where we had, um, and I, and I hate to say, I'm like an open book. I'm, I'm transparent. So what we were able to negotiate, um, you know, a lot of uh, television uh, inventory, or sorry, commercial inventory to give to sponsors. And based on what we had back in 2016 and the dollar figure we were getting for ad, ad spots then, I thought, wow, we've, we've doubled our ad spots. We have a decreased uh, budget because we're going with a, a lower cost production group which unfortunately showed in the first meet. <laughs> um, and we, it's indoors, so there's less people, less events. So we're, our budget's in half of, what it, half of what it was in 2016, and we've got double the commercial inventory. So I said, hey, this could be, this could be great. Mm -hmm. we, can, we can actually pull this thing off. And uh, as days went on, I realized how much the pandemic has hit a lot of the companies and their advertising budgets have been shot. And if you're not coming to them three months ahead, ahead of an event, they don't want to talk to you <laughs> because their money's already spent. Um, you know, so here we were coming into week one and without a single dollar of sponsorship, we pulled off that first meet, literally not a dollar. And, um, wow. you know, and, and, you know, I think a lot of people are giving me props for taking the chance and doing that, but it wouldn't happen without these athletes stepping up and saying, Hey, we need this. I'm going to compete. I'm not going to take my normal appearance fee. I'm not going to, I'm not going to run for the prize, man. I'm going to compete because I need to compete. And, you know, us, us as agents, you know, one of the big, big tasks that we have is convincing these shoe companies to pay top, top dollar for the athletes. And the reason they do is because they get exposure for the brand. Well, if there's no track meets for them to compete and no track meets on TV, how do they get exposure? How can we justify these six figure deals for our clients? if there's no platform for them to get exposure for the brands. Say it again louder for the people in the back. Yep. <laughs> back needs to be on TV. Need yep. you guys all understand that. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. Well, I'll take up all the time, so jump on in there, no, Clyde. That, that's, I, I appreciate all the details in that, and I'm sure the audience will as well. It's very mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. In all that you just said, the one thing I didn't hear you say was USATF. Mm -hmm. What role have they played in that? Do you feel like they are appropriately supporting this endeavor in the way that they should be? Um, let's put it this way. I'm a, I'm a proud guy. And if people want to help me, I'm gladly going to accept it. 
but at the same time, I don't expect it. Right. And I, I laid my bed and I'm going to let, I'm going to sleep in it. And if I've bitten off more than I can chew and people aren't going to step up to help me out, well, I suffer the consequences and I'm okay with that. So, you know, USATF is under no obligation to support me. Um, you know, a lot of people think they should, and, and they are now, which is great. And I welcome every little bit of help we can get. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to go at it alone if I have to. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm very thankful that they have stepped up now, you know, so they, they have come in and they're helping us. Uh, obviously with the TV production was the big thing that they, they stepped up and wanted to help with because, you know, there's, we got a lot of flack on that first uh, production and the guys that did the production worked their butts off and they were, Great people really worked hard. They did the best they could. They got really unlucky with a lot of um, a lot of flaws in the system that popped up at the last second. Um, communications broke down between the broadcast booth and the production booth. So people didn't know when we were going to commercial. They didn't know what event was coming up next. And uh, we had different roles that people were supposed to be playing and they ended up becoming messengers running back and forth between the two booths and counting in from commercial and stuff like that. So it was... Uh, it was mayhem, I'll admit, on the first one. And, you know, USATF has stepped up and hired a new production team to, to help us out and, and run the show. And you saw the difference. If you saw Meet One to Meet Two, it was light and day, uh, the difference. So, um, yeah, but, but I'll say this, Paul, like I always say this about, you know, athletes. The best thing about freshmen is that they become sophomores. Mm -hmm. Like the most important thing was to have the first meet. And we kind of talked about it on this show. Like, we, yeah. like, no complaining that's, that's literally what we said before the first one yeah. no complaining because yeah. it's on television and the meat's being had and you didn't have to do it yeah right and so you know everybody who who wanted to talk to me about well this happened or you know you know so and so wasn't any good and all this other stuff and i was like again i'm gonna say you don't get to complain because somebody felt like the sport was bigger than them and was willing yeah. to put themselves on the line and make it happen now yeah the good fortune is because you did the first one, mm -hmm. people stepped up and the second one was much better. And, and, and at the end of the day, right, we never get to the second one if the first one doesn't happen. So of course. Yeah. And the third one is going to be great. And we, we just a, a few hours ago <clears throat> got our viewing figures for number two compared to number one and uh, world's better. <laughs> and we went from ESPN one to ESPN two as mm -hmm. well, which is usually a, a kickback in the coverage. And we, went way up. They said the ESPN said the fan engagement was unbelievable. The amount of time that people stuck around and watched the show, he says, it's really showing that you're, you're developing a very dedicated fan base. So we're real excited about this time slot we have for number three, real excited about the athletes that are competing. We got a bunch of really cool storylines in there. Um, looking for a couple re world records potentially as well. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of positive things that are going to continue in week three and we actually have solid sponsorships in week three as well 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 the, you know what that that's amazing and that, and that's great to hear but that that goes it speaks to the point right mm -hmm. we all hated at least all of us here we all hated the people who were out there trying to complain about meet one mm -hmm. and whatever they wanted to say about production and all that it was the performance of the athletes that shined through and yeah, therefore yeah. brought yeah. the audience to the next thing like what do you mean you open the season with a world record oh my god what's going on in arkansas we need to watch right this. yeah like so you know 
bravo. I thought it was great. Thank you. I, I don't know if this is in the works and, and if it is, you know, I guess great minds think alike, but it would be dope if there was a football 40 on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> we, we might be getting a split. We'll put it that way. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Lucius. Yeah, you know, I again, I just want to say thank you, you know, for all your hard work and your efforts and um, and getting this thing going. And like everybody else on here, I didn't want to hear any complaints. I think that, you know, the first one had to happen and then it snowballs. But I guess for me, this has kind of all been spawned by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're all prayerful that the pandemic eventually goes away. Mm -hmm. But when the pandemic goes away, will this continue? You know, will, is there a an avenue for the have the American Track League series every year indoors here. So our athletes don't have to jump on planes and go to Europe every summer, every every winter to get things done. I mean, absolutely. I, I understand that this maybe has been sparked by the pandemic. And, uh, you know, we look at it as a, a blessing in disguise for track and field. It's definitely not a blessing, period. But anyways, uh, for track and field, this might be what opened the door to get us on TV. There's less content to compete with right now. But the, the email I got from ESPN today reviewing the figures and the joy that he had in his voice when he talked to me about how it went and how excited he was for his friends to be seeing the show and how proud he was that he played a part in getting track and field on TV uh, means to me it's here to stay. You know, the ESPN being thrilled with it means when we come out of this pandemic and there's other things happening, we're going to be high on the priority list. So this does continue for sure. I think we've got a great partnership developing with ESPN. They're excited about it. We're excited about it. We're going to do nothing but keep adding events to it. We're going to do outdoor events. We're going to do this whole indoor series. We're going to do street events and things like that. And we'll probably be on all the different platforms. You know, we can do a lot of our street events on the three uh, live streaming and stuff like that. We've, we've already did it of meet this past summer um, in 2020, July 2020 on their YouTube channel, just the uh, Sandy Morris backyard pole vault competition. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so I think this thing is it's really starting to gain momentum. Uh, American Track League sort of was an idea I had uh, 21 years ago, or 22 years ago now, 1999. I had I drew up my first. It was the Atlanta Track and Field Festival was the idea I had. And I scripted out an entire meet with live with live music, music, uh, bikini contests, like fan engagement, all these different these ideas that I had that you know, um, may or may not pass today's in today's world. But um, there was definitely, you know, this idea of an American track league with different uh, exciting pieces added in and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, it, it will continue. It definitely will continue. But I feel like after all these years of thinking about it, putting in the hard work, pumping literally over a million dollars into getting this thing off the ground, I really feel like we're turning the corner this week. Like the, the sponsors coming on board, the props from ESPN, you know, I think it's it's really come to light that this this has a future. Um, if if we Mr. EP, if we have time, I'd like to throw one more thing to, to Mr. Doyle. Mm -hmm. Go for it. With what's given, what you just said, do you see yourself on some kind of evolutionary path where this becomes more of what it is you do versus the management of athletes because you're doing this in, in a way that's no, no one else is doing yeah uh, absolutely as of january 1 
of this year, I stepped down as CEO of Doyle Management Group. Uh, Whoa. Oh, wow. Look at that. Broke some news. Endeavors. Breaking yeah. news out here. So my, my boy, Robbie Hughes, is now the man in charge at Doyle Management Group. So okay, Robbie. Robbie's taking over the Props leadership role. Yeah. Robbie's, uh, shoot, Robbie's been with me 20 years. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I hope he's with us 20 more years. But yeah, Robbie's taking over the role of CEO. So he's handling more of the day-to-day management of the athletes i'm still going to be very very involved um especially on the contract side of things and on the recruitment side of things but i see that there's so many more avenues of business for our athletes and for the sport for for the american track league for uh, if you caught the uh the media company world's greatest that's uh, had some advertisements mm-hmm. on on the show uh working very closely with them and developing media strategy for the sport as well. So um, yeah, one thing I don't have a firm commitment, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways. But the the fourth meet uh, on ESPN, we've moved a week later. So we're now going to fill that void that was left by the US Indoor Championships being canceled. So we're going to be on the 21st will be our fourth meet, which leaves the 14th open still. Uh, we, we moved to the 21st so we wouldn't conflict with Boston and you know, pulling athletes in different directions, changing events and that sort of thing. So we'll be on the 21st instead, but ESPN still wants to fill that, that void on the 14th. So we're actually going to try and do um, a track and field show that would be a highlight reel from the first three meets, but then also diving into the backgrounds of the athletes, looking behind the scenes, doing athlete profiles and things like that. So if we get that thing approved, which is, it could happen any minute, when I check my phone, maybe it's already in there. Um, this gets approved, but I think that is even something even bigger for track and field. Imagine a show like that being on ESPN mm-hmm. in one I, in prime time. I, I know, I know a show that you can put on ESPN. <laughs> the LLC. <laughs> we we've been asked that a bunch of times, and I you know I I, yeah. I think I think we're actually ready for prime time now. We're almost a year in. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just got nervous talk. and wanted to know that. Juice Paul <laughs> just sweating profusely right now. I'm saying you're going to give two a heart attack, but, but Paul, that that is that is amazing news, and we we've said it on the show before. It's not just about shooting the races, right? Like the storytelling mm-hmm. is the piece that's missing, and yeah. I I think if the national audience started to learn who these people are and their mm-hmm. backgrounds and what they come from and what they do. Like that's that's the key to unlocking everything. So yeah. great, great idea. Yeah. Well, real re- real talk though, Paul. Offline, we can we can definitely talk about that because I <laughs> I've got some interest in that. Okay. That will be oh good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Holy big league, man. you get to you you get to ask Dr. Doyle a question. I mean, you know. I'm literally I, I have the hugest frog in my throat right now <laughs> just by that last statement. So I need to I'm gonna hard pass on that one. I need to Listen. be able to get an air. There's no more people in the world that will watch television than there are that watch this show. <laughs> okay. So really you, you can ask him. You can ask him the simple. You could ask him the simple exit question if you want to. You ask him well, about Sunday. <laughs> yes, and that was okay. If you're gonna let that one qualify, I'll qualify that one. <laughs> so, who do you got on Sunday? All right. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna divulge way too much information here, but. If you go into my security questions on my bank account, oh my gosh! One of the questions oh is who's going to win the Super Bowl, oh and my, my answer is the Patriots. 
right? So that should lead you to what my answer is. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a born and raised Boston boy. I've lived in Atlanta for more than half my life now, but you can't get the Boston out of me. And when Tom Brady left and went to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, I was I was sick to my stomach. I wrote him off. He was dead to me. I was angry. I was more angry at Gronk actually, to be honest. But you can't start to hate somebody you've loved for 20 years, <laughs> right? So I actually caught well. myself. <laughs> I actually caught myself. Um, well. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not in football, but and uh, I caught myself. A, I don't know what it was the wild card weekend, saying to my wife, "Hey, we got to get home by six. The Patriots are on." I'm like, "Oh no, it's not the Patriots." <laughs> so Ooh. yeah, I've come around. So Tom Brady, the goat, will go for number seven for sure. Oh boy. I mean, he lost 28, 24 in the regular season, right? To KC. And, uh, he, he doesn't do the same thing. He doesn't make the same mistake twice. I tell you what, to tell him, I, I've told him all every week. They didn't want I hope, to me. I hope I'm I live you, long man. enough for anyone to love me as much as all of y'all love Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my kids love me as much as people love Tom Brady. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, oh my goodness. before before we let you go, yep. before we let you go, uh, we we do again have to say thank you for all of your hard work and your due diligence and and more importantly for you getting what we try to push on this show a lot, which is that the sport is bigger than any one of us. And, you know, for for a moment you put the sport on your shoulders and carried it, man. And, and you know, look, everybody needs to properly recognize you for that because just to be completely honest like you know you you stood in a million dollar gap and made it happen and uh there just aren't a lot of people that are that have the thought pattern the desire the financial capital or the pull to start trying to have this happen so um well, you know we get a lot of we get a lot of props for this show but trust me this show didn't cost us anywhere near what yours does <laughs> Well, I, you know, I, thank, I thank you for that, but I, I got to put this on a lot of other people too, because the University of Arkansas stepped up and helped us out. The time, everybody has stepped up and helped out, and most importantly, the athletes. You know, and I've got athletes that are deserve a lot more money than I'm able to pay them. Um, stepping up and realizing, hey, we need to do this. You know, to me, that's uh, that's really where the, the credit was should lay. So, thanks to the athletes. Thanks for you guys for supporting it and and talking talking solid about it and getting my back in a lot of these situations we've gotten into so thank you guys. hey we don't we only shoot it straight around here buddy <laughs> well, i appreciate Trust it me, we, we we have dissected a few people in this sport a couple times on this show <laughs> <All right>. on record <laughs> oh absolutely so so everyone be watching pregame this right? week yes yeah. sunday at four sunday at four i can't wait well, thank no you very question. much for all of your time. Have a great night. Don't work too hard. Yep, well, thank you. Yes. But thank you so much and have a great weekend. All right. You too. Bye. Thanks. Good night, Paul. Yep. Night, Paul. Oh. A anybody else fired up? I know, right? Well, Look, we, we, broke we, we broke news. We broke news. That's crazy. A lot. Well, so to get yourself ready because you know that I'm 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 gonna talk us on to ESPN, right? Oh my gosh. Like what what's what's it say? It's happening. It's happening. That's all I gotta say. 
Well, anyways, okay, I'll collect myself. I'll pick everything up off the ground and put it back in. But uh, so let's hear your guys. I mean, not that we don't know what your Super Bowl picks are, but they have been adjusted slightly with this end result going into the seventh, right? Yeah, the seventh. Um, so do you want me to go over what we went over in the past? Or do you just want to go ahead and restate claim now? No, nah, oh, we're, we're ready to go restate ahead. claim. Got Who it. is them? Go ahead. I mean, we you don't need to talk. We know where you're at. And if <laughs> oh, we're going to okay, be honest. No, let, please let him talk. Let him get it off if, his chest. If, if we're going to be honest, you know, I don't need to talk. I, listen, the day before my fantasy football draft, I said that the Chiefs and Tampa were going to play for the Super Bowl because at the time nobody had played. And why would you think that Tom Brady and the crew weren't going to get I mean, Tom Brady is a Grand Canyon size better than Jameis Winston, right? And if Jameis can throw 30 touchdowns to that group, and now you're adding people to it and Tom Brady, like, why not? So I certainly am not going to change my thought process now. I thought that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs were the best team in, in football then. I, I still do, right? When they played games, I thought the Packers were better than Tampa. But the point is, I picked this game before any football was played, and I picked the Chiefs to win. So I'm not going to change. I, I got been, I've been on the Chiefs winning since, what, August? Now, now Lucius, are you going to let him get away with what he just tried to do? I'm not trying to do anything. No, I, I'm not, look, are that's you a grown man. That's a grown man. If you got, if you got Green, Green him, Bay lost you, to your boy. Why are you trying to get me to do your job? Handle oh, your Oh, no, I'm happy to do it. I, just, your I was trying to do. I stated the look. My claim hasn't changed, right? This this contest comes down to who wins the Super Bowl because you and I are tied by ways of prognostication. So at the end of the day, you picked TB12 and the, and the crew, and I picked me and the homies, right? So like, what what's changed? Look, look what what? So okay, what changed, sir? Now be, because of you know show integrity and production value and all of that. We took a break from talking about the playoffs conveniently after the championship games were played. So we have yet to come on the show and address the fact of what you just tried to pull, which is way, 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 way back when we weren't making picks, I picked KC and the Bucks, but you on camera picking Green Bay. Oh, absolutely. I picked Green Bay. I did. And, and, okay. and, me, and me and my man Aaron Rodgers, we had to have some drinks last week and we needed okay. some time to think. So, so, so you don't get See, to look, not we address. We had some brown. Yeah, so you don't get to not address all that nonsense you were talking about about what Aaron Rodgers was going to do and act like you picked the Green Bay and, and you know what I mean. You don't get to skip Aaron Rodgers to lose to K to KC. So at the end of the day, my champion is still playing. Am I right? Y okay. Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. Okay. So let's. At, all right, sir. Lucius, you are, look, where, where you at, sir? As you are, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna. That's I'm, I'm good. Oh, you, so you're not gonna claim to have picked this game? No, no, okay, hold on a second. I said this before, and I'll say it again. This is you between you and him. Leave me out of it. Y'all have that. Because he, because he, because what, because what I'm not gonna do is I'm not gonna go in and let your petty behind go last. Because that's what you want. Oh no, I'm happy. Listen, I'm happy to go now. It's fine. So just, go ahead. You have issue with what he said. Deal with it. Yeah, no, I'm going to calmly sit here and watch the show. I got you. I couldn't <laughs> let him escape out the back door like that. That would have been oh. 
you know, inappropriate. <laughs> Listen, me and Lamar are tied in our prognostication poll at this point. Props to him, sir, for being in the position. The Super Bowl will decide it. He's obviously got KC. I obviously have have Tom Brady in the Bucks. That's obvious. No, you just I have Tom Brady. I don't even think you care if the Bucks win. Tom Brady versus the world. Yeah, I'm with okay. that. I ain't got no problem with that. I'm, I'm good with all of that. You are listen, all about Tampa, Tampa Bay. I got Tampa it. Bay. I'm with all of that. My my thing is, listen, I picked the I picked the Bills to take out KC. I tried to play the hot hand at the time. I got that one wrong. One for one is one for one. The one I really cared about, I got right. So I'm very happy that this is the situation. All I can tell you, it's set up perfectly. They beat the number two defense. They took out Drew Brees, took out Aaron Rodgers. And at 43 years old, now he's going to take out the pseudo baby goat who's getting a lot of hype way too early. So here's the question. When this game's over, will you show up on this screen with the Patrick Mahomes jersey on? No, I don't purchase NFL gear, but but I'll, you know what I mean? If you send me something, listen, oh, okay. I'm not, listen, I don't dislike Patrick Mahomes. I'm a fan of Mahomes. I think he's phenomenal. But he's getting a lot of hype that he hasn't earned yet. I, I, so, I don't know how he hasn't earned it, but. Okay. Right. Right, I mean, let, let, what I'm saying is this, like, because you don't want to hear this, but like Patrick Mahomes is getting hyped that his physical abilities have earned. Tom Brady is getting a, a tremendous amount of hype that his defense has earned him. Tom Brady's an incredible quarterback. Let's let's be clear. He is probably the reason that the defense is playing better. He's probably oh, the reason okay. Bruce How do you say that? I, no, I'm <laughs> giving it to you. But but what I'm saying to you is right. Your claim that Patrick Mahomes is getting a lot of shine prematurely makes no sense. Because you can only be based on what you've done, right? So in the first three years he's been in the NFL, uh, who's better? I'll wait. No, 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 no. It's the it's the best start to a career ever. Full stop. No problem with that. Praise him for that. Don't start talking about if they somehow win this ring, which would be number two, that he's already in the discussion of being the greatest of all time. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I mean, two rings in three years is it's it's not a ridiculous prognostication to think that he would get to six. I, I look. I no, no, but, but wait, I'm just saying it's not a ridiculous thought, right? But but sir, that's not what I'm saying, and you know that that's not what the talk is. The talk is if he wins this weekend by Monday, we can announce anoint him the greatest of all time. That okay, is but no, nobody who has any real skin in the game is saying that. Talking oh, wow. heads, I'll send you the clips. Talking heads are supposed to say that, right? They, they like you. You're supposed to be a shock jock on TV. Like you got to have these hot takes. All right. I mean, look, hot take. Uh, this just in: Patrick Mahomes is probably more talented than just about anybody who's played the game, but. We got yes. a lot of football left to play. <laughs> yes. That's all I'm saying. Don't, don't, Denny Green style. You want to crown him? Go ahead and crown him. Game's got to get played first. We Solutions. 
I think um, the air is cleared enough for you to answer. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's always entertaining to listen to this. Um, I obviously I'm the worst picker on the show, so. Uh, but, um, I, I, That's just because you love the Browns. That's okay. There's nothing wrong. I, I said this from the beginning. If I'm correct, I picked the Chiefs versus the Packers. I did. So I still got one one team left in the thing. So, I mean, um, do I think that, 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 that it'll be a great game? Yeah, I think that um, obviously Tampa will be tough to beat at home. Um, I, unlike some people, I do believe that Mr. Brady's good. I don't think he's the reason why they are winning these games solely. Um, but, you know, the man's leadership is incredible. And, but I could care less if they were playing the weak sisters of the poor. I'm not rooting for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. So, I'm good. I hear you. Go Chiefs. See, the Chiefs <laughs> got better with me when they stopped doing this, right? This is their stuff that I mean, I'm doing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They got a lot better with me when they stopped that mess. So. Yes. And that's all I got. <laughs> Oh. All right, it's been documented. It's been documented. Oh, book We're close. in. Close that book. So I, I, I have a question before before we get too far, uh, you know, uh, out out of this realm of sports. When football is done, are we gonna have this level of vitriol for any other sports? Like, are y'all fans oh. enough for basketball or fans enough for baseball that we can have these same kind of heated conversations? Listen, I'm, I'm ready. I'm I ready to go. I'm ready to go in on the Three Stooges in Brooklyn anytime you want. <laughs> ready. That's here's funny. all I'm gonna say about here's all I'm gonna say about the about the Brooklyn experiment. My father is a diehard Nets fan, and he hates the thought of Kyrie Irving and James Harden on the same court. Hates it. So I don't even know what else there is to say. Like if the guy who loves the Nets doesn't like the Nets, I don't know what else. I, I don't know what I have to say about that. I, I will also promise the three of you, if it helps the show, I will invent vitriol for hockey season. <laughs> don't know nothing about it, but I'll, I'll fake it. So I'll just tell you all, look, if it, if it comes to hockey, this is all you do. Do whatever little bit of research you want during the regular season and then pick the team with the hottest goalie when it goes to the playoffs. Because the regular season, the regular season means <laughs> almost nothing as it pertains to who wins the Stanley Cup. Kind of like the NBA. No, way worse. Because literally, <laughs> the, if the eight seed has the hottest goalie, like literally, you should put money on them. Duly noted. Yes, I'm sure. I I can't wait for someone to sound off on that one. <laughs> right. If the goalie's standing on his head, like it just is what it is, man. That's a hockey term for, for doing great things. Sorry. Yeah. What, what's Wait. up next, Chu? What's, yeah, what's going I know. On? Like, we're going to move on. <laughs> um, so maybe not the most PC way to state this, but I'm going to state it as it said, because I think we all can understand and, and hear what is being said and asked of. So for the white sprinters of our population, why are there so few represented in our sport? There is a presence in Europe. Here, a very small population, now noting of Matt Bowling, prior times, Jeremy Warner. Um, we've also uh, seen clips of Devin Quinn recently and whatnot. Um, you know, what are, what are your takes on this? Football. Money. 
It's where, you know, they follow money. There's no, there's no football in Europe. And when you got a kid that's fast and he's got some size to him, he's going to go to football. And let's be realistic. How many of the great African-American sprinters do you look at and go, why isn't that guy on the football field? Right. So for me, I think, you know, most of those, those, those athletes are pushed towards football. They buy into the stereotype that white men aren't fast or are not fast enough. And so they, they go to places like baseball, football, and, you know, probably even some go to basketball, you know, because those are the money making sports and they don't think they can make a, make a living in track and field. You know, I, I don't disagree, but I think part of what also feeds into that, just to be honest, is like profiling and racial bias. Like, when those kids come out to the to the, to the track to do track at like eight, nine, ten years old, and the four four kids come walking down the hills, one white kid and three black kids, Joe Age Group coach starts that starts the white kid in the eight hundred or the mile without ever seeing them do anything, and, and or worse or worse that self selection happens in, in the kid's home, right? The white kid's fast; he always has been fast. And everybody in his family was like, yeah, but you're not fast. You're not like fast, fast. You're not like track fast. Like maybe you should try to run the 400 or maybe you could run the eight because they don't believe he's like fast, fast. And I always say like, this is the funny part because I've always been this way. If you go to a track meet and all the sprint kids come out and they go to set their blocks and one of those kids is white, you should probably bet your money on that kid because that kid has been the underdog all of his life. And he knows nobody thinks he's fast. And if he's still out there, that means he's fast, fast. It's uh, I, before you start throwing out there throwing your money around. You better make, make sure you're at the right track meet before you start doing that. <laughs> and clearly, it, you know, it, this is a this is an interesting subject matter. And too, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, this is one of those that, that came from our audience, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, Mr. Conway Hill. Thanks for the assist, sir. So it's interesting. Uh, we all 100% agree with what Lucia said. Why are sure. there less talents? Because of other sports that pay more money and better opportunities in those sports to, to make money, you know, do what you do. That part of it is obvious. And that is not a racial issue because that is exactly the exact reality for all you know, cultures in this sport. We lose the best of our talents on the men's side to our other sports. That's a thing. What Lamar was discussing, I think is absolutely true. I think I've pretty, I think I've seen it in person back in my club days. I, I think our sport is an, is, is an interesting flip um, in into racial dynamics on that particular issue, right? There is a lot of bias. There is a lot of white kids can't sprint, you know, in ingrained in people's heads. And obviously it's not true. And I think that kids are often pushed to other events because of that, you know, uh, subconscious bias that we all carry. Interestingly enough though, when you do have uh, a, a Caucasian kid who can sprint somehow, some way it goes back to regular order of our society where they are showered with incredible hype versus their counterparts who have run equal, if not faster 
and never get the same type of attention. The, the first example of that, that I remember, you know, that was so clear to me because I was in high school when it happened was Casey Combest. Oh, yes. Casey Combest broke an indoor record. I think it was in the 50 meter dash or the 55. And all of a sudden he was going to be the next Olympic gold medalist in the hundred. This little white kid from Kentucky. And he was great and he was fast. And the, the hype machine was incredible. They flew him out to Arcadia Invitational and Daryl Doe, Kareem Kelly and the boys from Long Beach Poly put a hurting on that kid in the hundred meters clowned him up and down the track. Daryl Doe did the airplane back up the 100 meters. And that was the end of Casey Combest. But the buildup to that was like, this dude is the best thing ever. He's breaking all the records. And it's interesting to me that that dynamic still finds a way into the minutia of our sport. Our sport is defined. There's clocks. You know what people have done. I don't understand why we need to overhype or oversell an athlete's performance strictly because of their skin color. And it's an interesting dynamic that I still see playing out. Jeremy Warner was phenomenal. Matthew Bowling is phenomenal. And because Matthew is the young one right now that's hot in the street, I hope to see the boy go off and make an Olympic team, win the NCAAs, do whatever it is his heart desires. But until he does, there was an article out today talking about he's going to challenge Wade Van Niekerk for the world record in the, four, in the 400. I'm like, how did we go there? <laughs> so, like, can we pause on, on the hype and just wait and see how these things play out? Got it. That's, uh, that's really well said. And, you know, I will tell you the... <laughs> Oh, the subtle racial bias I've always seen in our sport is about talent and work ethic. And the prototypical comment about Caucasian kids is they're gym rats and they work really hard. And the prototypical rhetoric about African-American kids is that they're just so gifted and they're just so talented. And the truth of the matter is, look, man, if you're good enough to be in the Olympics, you are both of those things. <laughs> you are physically gifted and you almost certainly work very hard. Um, it, it's tough to be an Olympian, especially an Olympic finalist or Olympic semifinalist and not be both of those things. So at the end of the day, you know, like we would all do ourselves and I don't mean anybody on this show. But just as a rule, we would all do ourselves a huge service to just coach the kids you see, you know? Like when the kid comes out, have them do some things and based on the times, like <laughs> coach them up, you know? If the kid's 275 or, two, or 278 and a fly 30, hey, guess what? I don't care if he's green, he can run. <laughs> Indeed. Got it. Well, here's a not similar, but kind of in the same scope uh, type question. Um, we see that the larger uh, metropolitan cities of the big states, so of the biggest track and field states are California, Texas, Florida, are producing talent. Yet San Francisco, Seattle, New York, Detroit only produce occasional talent, spotty talent of that 
nature. Um, why is this? Because in theory, if the vault be, I'm not, I don't want to call them cities, the places of volume should have a greater amount of numbers, just based off numbers, right? So why are we not seeing that? Um, I can't speak for places that I haven't lived in because for me, I think the answer to this question speaks to a lot about the culture that surrounds the sport in said cities, right? I'm a Bay Area kid. I grew up in the Bay Area. Nope. Nope. We're frozen. Are we all frozen? No. We'll just, give him a second. Just Charles. Just Clyde. Yeah. So, Sir Lucius and Lamar. There was like, a. Oh, there you. Okay, you're back. Oh, yeah. I froze. You did. Yes, sir. Sorry, we got oh, man. none of that. <laughs> okay. My we heard, like this. Yeah, okay, we heard well, what, I was was, what I was saying was, I, I can't speak for, for places I didn't grow up in. And I grew up in the Bay Area. When I was growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area, Oakland, Richmond, all of these places, all the way out to Sacramento, track and field, the culture of track and field was a big, important thing. There were unlimited amount of clubs. There were real coaches pushing the track and field was a legitimate thing for the youth to be doing. The football coaches were all involved in getting kids out to run. And when I was in high school, the Bay Area club teams would go to nationals and dominate. Okay. Our B team ran 40 flat in the four by one. Our A team ran 39-7. Like San Francisco Senators, uh, AC track club, 3M, all these things from eight years old all the way up to, to high school. It, it was every year we were churning out high level talents. I don't know if all the coaches got old and decided not to do it anymore. I don't know if they straight up retired. I don't know if they moved on to other endeavors. I know some of them are now working, you know, big time football and all this other stuff. But once the culture of track and field in the Bay fell off the map and all the talent you know, moved away from the cities because, you know, cost of living goes up. Everybody starts moving further out east. The culture is is largely dead. And until some some, you know, until some reputable coaches care enough to try to bring it back at that kind of scale, you're not going to see it. And it's a, it's a shame because there's so many talented kids. There really are. But that for me, that's what it, it all comes down to the culture of the cities. Houston, Texas cares about track. Los Angeles for the greater portion still cares about track. Atlanta cares, Miami cares. Bay Area doesn't really care right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you know, where there's passion, there's success. Um, there's no passion in those areas. There's not many success in those areas. And so I think that, you know, I witnessed, um, I actually was a part of a, uh, person that helped start track clubs here in town and track got better Then that went away. And then uh, coach Fry and his wife, Wilma, mostly his wife, Wilma started it up again and it rolled away. And you said, we're a very small community here in Gainesville because it was emphasis placed on it because it was a passion behind it to get it going. And then there was an avenue of, if you do well in track, you can go to college. If you do well in track, you can better your life. 
So I don't, I was suspected in those areas that, you know, again, this is a Conway Hill question that Conway's questioning is that the passion for the sports not in those areas. Yeah, I, like, you know, obviously I, I would piggyback on both of those very well stated points. Um, I think I would go one step further to say that, you know, part of the problem you have in major, major metropolises uh, like New York City is there's not enough space for a track. Like there are very few tracks in a place like New York. Um, and sometimes it's just not having, you know, not having one of those around eliminates like the passion for it, right? What's everybody knows about, you know, the New York Athletic Club and the New York Roadrunners Club because they can run around in Central Park because they don't have to be indoors on a 200 or 400 meter, you know, 200 meter oval or 400 meter oval outside. Um, Chicago, you, you mean, in order to have great track and field in the city of Chicago, you would have to have a huge number of indoor tracks because clearly the outdoor tracks are just not going to get used that often to justify the cost of it. So, I mean, there's some, there's some issues both real and imagined about it, but I, I think the passion part that, that the two of you have harped on uh, so eloquently is probably the, the root to it all is that track's a big deal where track is a big deal. You know, like <laughs> that's just kind of it. You know, track is is still a big deal in Southern California. It's still a big deal in Atlanta, Georgia. It's still a big deal in in Miami, Florida, and and other places in Florida. Um, Tampa to be to be one as well. Um, you know, track's still a big deal in Ohio. You know, and and yes. it still turns out. You know, and so like at the end of the day, like passion is going to come from from what you put in front of people and and you know for every Wilma Fry there's probably like 50 kids that go on from that track club to end up doing track in college so if you take away a Wilma Fry of the world right like 3M track club is nowhere as big as it used to be right when you take away those clubs you take away like hundreds of kids who thought the track was an avenue to get to a better life. And, and you know what? And, and you're absolutely, absolutely right about that. There, there's a little bit of the, you know, uh, was the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come kind of syndrome, right? The anybody on the West Coast that cares about track, if people put some dollars together and did what the city of Birmingham, Alabama did and built a facility like Chicago just built? Do we need an indoor facility? No, we don't. We got beautiful weather and beaches and all that. But if you build that facility, one, you're gonna make millions off of it because everybody on the West Coast is gonna to wanna to travel there for their meets. But the everyday engagement of the community will see that, that that opportunity is there and something's cool and they'll, be, and they'll get it done just like Doyle did with the ATL. Like there's, there's a, a, a speck of land 10 minutes from outside my front door that would be perfect for an indoor facility. I don't have the money to do something like that, <laughs> but people do. Like you have to focus on it. And like that, when I moved back to the Bay, watching from afar for all the, these years, that was probably the saddest part of it for me because I know how real this sport used to be. I know it was a fight every summer to see who was gonna recruit the best summer club team for their relays, who was gonna 
put together the best group to go and take on the Texans and the Floridians. Mm -hmm. And when you have dedicated people who really, really focus on that and make it a priority, it'll come back because the talent is there. You know, New York is largely a basketball city. It's always going to be a basketball city. But that don't mean that there ain't kids there that can run their asses off. They're, they absolutely exist. Philly, Philly used to have an amazing track culture. Amazing. Doesn't seem to be as hot as it used to be. Like, you know, it, it's, it's possible and it should all come back. Well said, well said. I do wonder, and I'm going to ask this question and then we'll move on. Um, do you feel that the leadership of track and field in those areas also has an absence now? So I know that we've you've all stated to an extent that the presence of track and field, but the leaders, is that on part of the leaders or of the kids and their parents? Like, you know, of well, course, you know, it's the leadership. I mean, that's that's what starts it all. Yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, like, like, and our go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. So without without leadership, you you, you have no structure, and I, and I think that's the problem. Like, the, the the you have to have a very passionate leader to jumpstart it, and then with that leader comes people that follow behind the leader that also want to be passionate about helping the kids. Now, I, I've spoken on the show before about Terry Davis, and Terry Davis was the first person to start the Gainesville Strategy. And her passion was unmatched. Like, there's just, you just were not going to tell her that it wasn't going to happen. And then I watched um, Wilma rekindle it. And Wilma's passion was, uh, you know, it's un unbelievable. And they reached out in the community, they got parents to help, they got high school coaches to help. And so that leadership created the whole thing. So I absolutely, you're absolutely right. There's no leadership. There's, there's no shot you know and it, the problem that happens with our sport right is our sport is so kind of myopic and passionate that this happens a lot like our greatness gets older and then mm -hmm. gets out and isn't replaced like you know listen whether people are paying attention to this or not the united states track and field is bumping up against a humongous problem and that is officials because the average age of officials has gone from the 50s to the 60s to the 70s and let me tell you something when the average age of the officials is in the 80s we got a problem right and so Indeed. the same thing happens with with leadership right like look we live in a i live in a small community in west lafayette indiana right but the guy who's kind of got his finger on all the pulse of all things track and field is a guy named Lane Custer. Lane Custer has been coaching at West Lafayette junior senior high school since before I was in college. He's still coaching at West Lafayette junior senior high school, and he still has the uh, Purdue area track club. And my eight year old, like, you know, he's as juiced in the summer to go run with and for Lane Custer as he, is having met John Carlos. As a matter of fact, he's probably more juiced, um, right? But that's because that's Lane. And he's still, after 47 years, he's still fired up and the little kids all like glom to him. Well, the issue is this. If someone doesn't pick up the baton when Lane is done running, right? All of that's going to go away. You know, the Aaron lies the issue 
that has happened. Like, look, New York used to have a track and field culture because there used to be like there used to be track meets at Pratt Institute. Right. There used to be a lot of indoor track that was run in New York. And, and so at the end of the day, like this is this is unfortunately what happens in our sport is that if we don't get a younger person and we don't get younger people to follow in line with with the older, older, passionate folk, it goes away because eventually it's like they get tired and got to put it down. And I get it. You know, I get it. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I, I brought that up because, you know, as we grew up in the Bay Area, it was so strong, as you stated, Clyde. Um, and then people got bigger. They got bigger, better jobs. The, the kids who were running got older and they went on to their four-year institutions. And then as the coaches got older who were still sticking around, they now they've now retired. And like, there's just a big gap to be filled. And so um, the challenge to all of you out there who are running these age group clubs and, and whatnots is to keep it up and, and keep allowing for the populations of kids to keep running so that it can be a powerhouse again and create the passion, not just to make them fast to go to baseball, basketball, football, create the passion for track and field. It, so. it, it's, it's really, really important. And seriously, as a, as a Bay Area issue, it, first of all, if you're a fan of track, if you care about the sport, you should all take time to figure out what you can do to, to learn to become a certified official because the official yes. point is very, very real. It's mm -hmm. very, very, even if you were like a person with a normal job, you got a random Saturday or something that you're available, go get certified to be an official and help fill that void. But too, man, and, and you know this, and we, we won't get to. Oh no. We lost him again. Got that Bay Area Wi-Fi. Because they're having weather. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're having weather, so everything's. Well, see, down. Sir Lucius is messing me up because I keep thinking he's frozen because he's actually sitting still. I froze again. I'm, <laughs> on, I'm on Wi-Fi. I'm on bad Wi-Fi today. I don't know what was the last thing you heard me say. Uh, you had said between for you and I growing up in the Bay Area, and then yeah. So, so for us growing up here, the original infrastructure of leadership definitely you know got older, retired, went on about often and things. It wasn't replaced. And then a lot, and I mean a lot, because it's been in the news, a lot of people that tried to replace it were people of low character that took a lot of, took, did a lot of bad things to a lot of kids. So yeah. we need reputable people to step up and build that culture back up. And I know they're out there. So like balls in y'all court, like get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, now that we'll, we'll all get off our high chairs now and come back to the to the people to the people's place and um is it, is it that time it is that time i was gonna uh, say is, oh. is everybody buckled in oh, oh. i found my cheat sheet so we can proceed see look now lucius lucius is ready now <laughs> he's adjusted the seat yeah. Oh, oh, yeah i mean i just i just love the 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 absolute um craziness of the public banter that occurs after these things so. yes oh this so, has been amazing it has been. Can, we, can we address the results though okay um, i mean please go ahead Captain. We, if we sure let's let's address what diaperland thinks that's fine so no, I'm, just saying, I'm, just, I'm just i'm three for three on twitter polls around here that's all i'm saying three for three for the, pools, <laughs> for the chatter 
Clyde was the unanimous winner on all social media platforms posted for the men's and the women's four by one. But oh. the women's actually, wait, was it the women's or the men's? Uh, you and Lucius had were really close. But I, Very close, as it should have been. And as it been. there were a lot of communications about such relays and whatnot. We did have an, uh, a request as to um, whether we would go into the reasonings for the legs and why and whatnot. So maybe that'll be for another show because we will be here for three hours if we do that in addition <laughs> to the four by four fantasy draft. Burr, 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 burr. Let's get it. So oh. what's the order? Gosh. Right, what's is... the order? That is the question. Yeah, that's that the, question. the question. The order is, oh no. Okay. Uh -oh. I want you. Don't be losing stuff. Now. I know. No, no. I had it. I just had to make sure I had to pick up the right paper. So, in the women's for the women's fantasy draft, it'll be Lamar, Lucius, Clyde, then me, <sighs> and then for the men's round, it'll be Lucius, Clyde, myself, and then Lamar bringing up the rear. So again, mm. we will serpentine through it. So you'll get that double pick on four and eight. Oh. None of us seem happy about this. <laughs> so I, I picked I pick first on the women's four by four. Yes, sir. I picked second. Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, this is right, going to be a mess. Right, be a mess. Go ahead. Yeah, this, yeah. this is going to be uh, this is going to be a battle royale. Um, okay, well, I I, I'm not going to overthink this one, and I'm just, I'm going to take Allison. I'm shocked that you did that. I I, I know, but I can't overthink it, because I pick first. Okay. And I'm not going to overthink this either, but I'm going to take the big girl, Kratok Vilova. Kratok Vilova? Yep. For sure. <laughs> I can't oh, even man. write down her name. Oh. <laughs> Just write Yarmi. Yeah, just call her Yarmi. That's what Chris calls her, Yarmi. Y-A-R-M-I, Yarmi. Yarmi. I made a horrible attempt at pronouncing her last name because I didn't want to call her Yarmi. So. You did okay. It's Kratok Vilova. You did a good I was really hoping that y'all were going to let me off the hook of my moral dilemma here and do dirty work for me. I was really hoping that y'all were going to do that. Nope. Golly. Mm, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I'm going to take correct because I'm not going that other direction. <laughs> so I am. I will. Oh, you need redemption anyway, too. You go ahead. I'm taking Nasser. <laughs> you taking who? I'm taking, taking Nasser. Yeah, that was not I, the pick any of us were thinking about. But go ahead. No, <laughs> it, I'm going. I'm going. I'm, well, I don't know that I will go there. There's, I have, okay. okay. I can't okay. Say well, you, can, you can explain yourself later. Just go, go ahead and make right. it. Yeah. You got another them, big. Don't let no. them get you flustered, Big Lee. Don't, don't do wait, no. wait. Oh, not is flustered. Is she going to do it I'm... for us? Is she going to do it? She took Nasser and who? Oh, I'm going for Kathy Freeman. Okay. That's actually, a, that's a good pick. It's a good pick. That's a good pick. Thought I, I'm, 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 I'm going to go ahead you. and take. I'm gonna go ahead and take Shawnee. Yeah, I wasn't gonna do that. Is back on me Why now? Why not? Uh, yeah, back on me now? 
Yes, yes. sir. Uh, I was, yes, I'm Marita Coke. There you go. You go ahead. I mean, absolutely. You know what? I'm taking Flojo. So, yeah, I knew I, that was I, coming. I, I think you we're got good. two picks. I know. I, I just I had to I had to let that one marinate for a second. Oh man! Oh man! There's so many ways to go with this. Sir Lucius took my 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 two sleeper internationals that I I, I thought people would forget about. Um, or, or just you know not choose. <laughs> I'm, I'm old, so yeah. I I mean that's that's also factual. You know what? Um, I'm gonna take Valerie Briscoe. I think oh. she was probably, I think she was Valerie Briscoe Hooks then. Yes, yeah. she was. Yeah. I, I feel pretty good about this relay, not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know why you do. Really? <laughs> really you don't? Because I'm gonna curb stomp you. I know I told you that already. Okay. Whatever, buddy. I got 247 legs. What are we talking about? You're okay. definitely not curb stomping me. Okay. I mean, and you, and do have, one, and either, you do have you, two you, open 47 you, legs, though. You, you have zero 47s, by the way, but go ahead. No, no. Yes, I do. Hold on hold on a second. Who, whose turn is it? Is it my turn again? Uh, yes, sir. I was going to let it's the banter turn. happen to see what it said. So let me just go ahead and take my third 47. And I'll take, I'm going to butcher this name, yeah, Regina, that held off Flo Joe in the relay. Oh, geez. Wait, so now who? I've got three 47s. Briggs, who did you oh. take? Oh, I can't say, I can't, I can't say her last name. She's, she's the, she, she's the Russian that, yes, held Team off Flojo, right? And split let's faster than Flojo did, by the way. Let, and let's be hold on. She ate, first of all did not split faster. Secondly, much more importantly, yes, she did. You know, and I know that the IAAF was all about that. I'm gonna let Flojo run forty-five nine like she can. <laughs> Anyway, that day she's not going to tell. Okay, so you better not go behind. I'm pretty much going to win this relay. You guys got no shot. So go ahead. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick to my um, my my uh, my moral my morally integrity relay. I'm gonna take Sonya. Did did you say your moral integrity relay? What is that? Your way? I'm gonna take take Sonya. That's 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 his way of saying I'm gonna take a beating, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be morally correct. Yeah. That's what yeah, oh, I'm definitely losing this race. You yeah, I'm definitely losing this race. You're getting curb stomped. No, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Not, not exactly by, you know. <laughs> hey, rules for the rules. Anybody living, That's dead. right. Living or dead. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You opened up the can of worms. Indeed. Hey, listen. Chew, uh, chew, you chew, t- you, you did it before again? I could, so that's all I could Chew's say. on the clock. I am. I'm... I'm flustered. Um, do I take her? Do I not take her? Go I ahead. You got to take two anyway. I do. Okay. So take pick one of the two. I'm going to take Sid, and then I'll take... Oh, that's interesting. Okay. It's not a bad pick. You take, you're taking who? No, it's not a bad pick. You're taking, you're taking Sid. Sidney McLaughlin. Well, that's not a bad pick. It's not going to help and you. Then... That's not a bad pick. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it'll, it'll help it'll help you with the the the, the fans are going to show up to watch Sid. you know 
I mean, this is true. That's what they do. Paparazzi is definitely showing up for that. So. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I just, I forgot her name. Um, gosh, dog it. Oh my gosh, 400 meter hurler. What country? From? Here. Delilah? We're not helping you Delilah? with an American. Don't help her with an American. No. <laughs> it wasn't Delilah. It was. Gosh, you can't help her with it. an American. You better, you better call an American foreign hurdler's name. <laughs> you sure better, because I'm lost. I am. I know. I mean, and it was, I know so many. To say, but I refuse I, to help her. I do too, I and I can't help. I hate you guys. <laughs> Damn it. Don't hate me because I don't know who you want to call. So. <laughs> All right, the Jeopardy news is about to start. It is, I know. I can't type fast enough. <laughs> Where's the clock? <laughs> this is not Come on, in. big lead. I forgot it's to gonna, start it. We're gonna pick your. We're gonna give you somebody on your team for you. I know. <laughs> I know. Like auto pick. <laughs> well, Dang I it. mean, wasn't two on auto pick with... last time? A. Sure. I'm just going to go with Delilah because I can't think of her name. And that's the one that I can't think of. Were you of. trying to say, okay, your pick is Delilah. Were you trying to say it was Shannon Demon? Yes. Of course she was. Right. <laughs> of course. So you get Delilah, though. I do get Delilah. <laughs> and I'm not upset. And I'm not upset. It's just who I wasn't, I was not thinking of that. I, I'm a, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and, and take uh, Ana Gubara. And so now I would just like everybody to just go ahead and mail me the gold medal because you have now given me the top, the four fastest women in history on a relay split. So I'm going to take Nazarova. Yep. So, so if you and your minions pick against me this time, okay, whatever. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, geez. I, I, I guess like like which which order do I run? Who runs forty seven first? Oh, wow. Lucius, listen, listen, this is what's happening. You the, that that euphoric feeling that you have right now, no. exactly <laughs> the same feeling I had with the women. I don't know why. I, I don't know. Oh why. my god! They said all mine are. Oh. No, no you're diaper dandies. That's why you. Oh god. Okay. I Mr. know. Lamar. I have. To I have to pick a person to finish off this wonderful relay. I'm getting the silver medal clearly. Oh, uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if that's clear, but are you we're kidding definitely me? not winning. Okay, the the look the only legs the only other legs who can run forty seven are on my team. <laughs> They're not on yours. We talking about a split, brother. We ain't talking about the not the whole. I'm talking about. Um, I got two. I got two forty seven splits. No, you don't. I got Perek and I got Weibo. <laughs> They neither one. They neither, They never run forty-seven before. Yeah, Perec is really? definitely forty-eight. Really, two or three. Because the Bahamian really? national team and the French team were really trying to okay, run and, relays and, at and, that time. Okay, hold on a second. They've never. They've never done it before. Okay. Well, if you can, if you can run forty-eight-two open, I feel like you can split forty-seven. She's never done it before. I hear you. But this oh. is this is a fantasy draft. You're right. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's your. Fantasy. It is. Yeah. It is. Okay, so we need to put the clock on you now, sir. Yeah. Unfortunately, Jeez, it's not that hard. And while he's thinking, 
this, this, I found my other Cinder. list that had the names on it. So now I'm Go ahead, Cinder. You know what? I I fine. I will take Lucinda because at least I know she's gonna be a dog and run fast. But you you didn't want Tonique Williams, darling. I did not want Tonique. No. <laughs> okay, so 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 here so here's some names that so the the people out there. What about Prevalova? So I started to say Prevalova, but I thought you for I didn't want to ask and be embarrassed. I thought you okay. told her already. What about Grit Broyer? I got If we're going from the American perspective, Chew, how dare you? What about Gerald Miles Clark? So what I just said is when I when I turned my paper over, I found my other names, and she was the top of my list. I'm so yeah. mad. Gerald Miles Clark, uh, Sherry Howard. Everybody remember that name? Sherry was the least. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. just mad I didn't take Bravalova because I actually thought you took her already. See, and, and, and see, I thought somebody was going to force me to take her because I had no problem doing it because the greatest leadoff leg I've ever seen was when Gwen let off a 49 flat. Yeah, uh, mm. and, and, I, and I don't disagree. Yeah, but since, but since you want to give me all 47s, I'll take them. That's all right, I'm gonna have the only 45 leg. <laughs> right. Well, okay, right. So, let, so let me ask this question. If I tell you somebody ran 10-4 and 21-3, you gonna tell me they can't split 45? Yeah. <laughs> You're a liar. If they ran for you, they, oh, they better that, that's, 45. that's 46. That's not 45. That's 46. 46, one. That's what, not 45. You know what? I'm all right. I'll take it. I'll take 46, one. Oh, okay. For, listen, for, for all of you fans out there who don't really get this inside joke, you, go, go watch the Seoul <laughs> Olympics 4 by 4 final. And before you watch it, understand this. The young lady that we are talking about is hurting herself to not go past the Olympic champion in the 400. There was clearly a governor put on this woman's performance. <laughs> we shall um, see. We educating fans out here. We are. Um, do Are we putting them in order right now or do we want to put them in order later? Put yeah, we can put them in order. Okay, so <laughs> Lamar, I heard that sigh. You've got Allison, Flojo, um, Briscoe, and Demis. Uh, Demis is one. Briscoe is two. Uh, Allison, no, I'm sorry. Allison is two. Briscoe is three. And Flojo is clearly bringing it to the house. Got it. Forty-five eight. Yeah, um, you could have done better with that. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the order. That's definitely the best order. Right. There's no shot. There's no All way. Right. There's, there's another order better than that. Sir Lucius, you've got Yarmouth. Oh, I, oh, you you don't have to repeat it. I know. Oh, he doesn't. Okay. He doesn't care. He doesn't I, care. I can run <laughs> any order I like. But just for the sake of it, we'll go Nazarova to Coke to Brigzina to Yarmi. And the world record is like 305 or something. <laughs> I just want to ask this question. Why would you not run Yarmi first? Who? Why would you not run Yarmila first? Because I, I want to see her out front. Just, just curb stop people from out front. That's why. L Lamar, Lamar, can we, can we at least agree 
that the the world record might be three oh five, but they're getting DQ ten minutes after the race. No, ten years. <laughs> I am not going to allow you guys to, to rain on my parade. Oh, I, listen, I'm not raining on anything. So Look, stop. I, at the so stop the day, with the like, pettiness. Take your L like a man. And I'm taking your, it. I'm good with it. You put your whack order and let's go. My, my order, my, my team is pretty good. I feel good about my team. Two, do, go ahead. Yeah, Parekh, Miller Rebo, Richard Ross, and Gabara. It is a good team. Yeah, I respect them because they're a bronze medalist just like me. <laughs> I, I think no question. I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna pop off uh Guevara. Uh Shane is gonna run two. Uh Sonya is going to run three and um yeah correct going to anchor. Oh. Is she gonna drag the flag around the around uh, on the ground like she did in Atlanta? Whatever. When she when she runs <laughs> down and, and forces the hamstring pull of of, of, of the others, yeah, we we Stop. we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> Who is she running down? Who is she running down? Whoever's whoever's um. Nah, see, it's a family show. <laughs> I'm just going to educate Mike you really watching. quick. Like, Stop no it. joke Mike at all. Perek is an Olympic champion in the 400-200 double, and she is without question the slowest anchor leg of the three anchor legs that have been mentioned. And nobody will argue that. Uh, I'm not arguing it either. Who's she going <laughs> to so run she's down? she's not running anybody down. <laughs> Who's she going to run down? Who, whoever's... Um, whoever's <laughs> team? No, no. Whoever's minis explode near the finish line. See? See? <laughs> This guy. Anyway, <laughs> next. Okay. So I'm going Sid to Nasser to Freeman and then finishing with Muhammad. Well, Chu. They you haven't the been there yet. When, when, they, when you go to the Olympics, they give you a participation um, thing <laughs> and a medal. I can show you one, right? Because I got 10th in, in the first Olympics. Listen. It's nice. And and you know, look, if you frame the 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 you know relay of the world jersey or whatever it is, Michael close nice your, in your eyes. home. Oh. Two, two, <laughs> listen, listen to me, two, listen. <laughs> and I think I think Lucius is gonna back me on this. I think he is. Oh, oh here we go. True, true. Listen to me. As of right now, you're three for three for fourth place. We are Back. pulling for you on the next four by. We are rooting like, for you. Honest to God, to be fair, I feel like on the men's four by four, we should let you pick first and second. Nope. No. 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 She got to play by the same rules, everybody. Else. No. 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 Don't Chew, you dare disrespect her. Like, so, am I first in this relay? I'm sorry. Uh, you are. You are now so, picking. So y'all want to tell me who I'm picking because y'all know who I'm picking. Yes, I know he, who you better first. Pick. Wait, wait. He's first. I'm second. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm oh, fourth. Well, Thank you very much. Hey, who? So who, I will. I will. I will get rid of this. Can I go? You want switch? You want swap second for four? No, we're not swapping. Just stay where you are. <laughs> okay, I am going to go with the greatest quarter mile ever watched to walk the planet, and Mr. Michael Johnson. I mean, if you had picked somebody else, there would have been a pause in the show as I flew to Gainesville and slapped you across <laughs> the face on the screen. I and, appreciate it. And. And obviously, I am going to take the world record holder, Wade Van Eker. 
I mean, that's cute. All right, I, I, I don't. I don't think that's not. I don't think that's a bad pick. I mean, <laughs> what other what other pick was there to make it number two? I mean, there is that. <laughs> okay, a chew. I'm going with Butch Reynolds. Oh, straight chalk. Going for the straight Ohio talk. boy. I see. Straight chalk. Okay. Talk. I see. Oh. With the I told Ohio you I'm trying. <laughs> oh, my God. Pseudo um, 40 Gator, what's up? Yeah, yeah. These picks are important. All right, well, my my first pick is the, is the best leadoff leg, so I'm going to take Andrew Valman. Um and then, oh, Clyde is like, don't you dare take my guy. I... <laughs> Clyde is like, don't you dare take my guy. <laughs> you know what I... it is. I feel like I could get there if he doesn't fuck it up. I feel like I could escape choose pick if he doesn't fuck this up. <laughs> oh. Jay. I rooting for you too. We're rooting for you. Yeah, we are. Uh, but, cle- but clearly, he's got something in his cup tonight too. So yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna take the clean cut clean cut white boy. I'm gonna take Jeremy Woman. Said, I, that took you way too long. Way too long. Well, no, it's there's a legitimate there's okay, a legitimate well, okay. conversation. That's Next why I didn't pick. say anything. Next pick okay. is Miss Chief. Wait, 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 so he took he took Valman and Warner. Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, I am going with. Come on, Chew. It was an easy one, damn it. Stephen Gardner. Yes. Yes. I will take Quincy Watts. Chew, come on, Chew. (laughs) I will take Quincy Watts. So I get two now? Yes, sir. Yeah, you get two. Before you pick, just for the record, I was going to take Q and. I know that's what you were me, but I was like, but then I don't have Andrew, and like I need to have Andrew. So I, I am going to take Mr. Ronald Freeman. Ah, okay. Forty-three-two from nineteen sixty-eight. Okay. And then I'm gonna back that up with my main man, Altonio McQuay, Mr. Forty-three-four from London. Okay. okay. I'm not That's mad at it. Interesting I like pick. It. I, like I like it. I like it. It's interesting. I, I I'm was, not sure what it means, but it's provocative. I see, I'm a, and I, I'm and I, you know I want to punch you for taking my man Andrew. So but we'll go we'll go. And then uh, and I absolutely. knew I knew I, I knew there was no way I was getting back this cute. I was gonna no get chance. back to the There's no both, chance I was listen, getting cute. Both, both I passed up my... a 4350 guy to take Andrew. Exactly. But both of my Last pick sleepers got taken off the board early, so now I'm gonna have to revamp. <laughs> All right, so um, now I'm back up, right? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, that that became so complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Welcome. Mm. Damn it, you! I was mm. trying to I was trying to send you Quincy Watts vibes. I keep looking at his name and then I, I bypass. Yeah, like I, I, there's there was no way I thought that Quincy was gonna give. I knew he wasn't getting back to me. Yeah, and, no and, chance. And, 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 that, and that's that's what Clyde was looking at you like. Please don't take him because I don't think that you will. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't looking. I'm looking at my list. Uh, yeah. All right. So man, who's up this now? Is, this Clyde. is so 
this is so complicated for me right now. You better, you better figure it out. I feel like I can pull this off. I feel like I really can. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take Lee Evans. I'm gonna come through the screen and kick you in the throat. I'm so <laughs> mad right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Lee Evans off the board. Smart move. Uh, I was hoping that you were too young to remember that because I was dang sure hoping that he got oh, back. No, 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 no. <laughs> Only not no, getting sorry. past me. No, yeah, right. no, sir. Damn it. I, I played the law of averages on that pick, and I think it's going to play out well in my favor. Um. Um. You know, I wrote the name down. I'm going to go because I think he's on my other relay too, right? Yeah, he was. I'm going to go with Mikey. Saw that one coming. I know. Little West Coast a, bias there. That, that's a it cute is. pick. <laughs> it is. That is. Okay. I mean, it doesn't help that I've watched so, him run since he was in high school. So. so your pick is what's called a layup in golf, and I'm going to go for the green and two. Oh. You get two picks now. Yeah, I he's, do. he's 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 finalizing his relay. This okay. is this yes. is important because this is well, very much a race right now. There's no question that I'm taking John Wick. My relay. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, close your eyes. <laughs> I am absolutely taking Rye Benjamin. You just and did that to be petty. No, I didn't. I believe. Question here is, do I take a dude who's a relay monster and we're just basing life on relays because his open has always been just okay? Or do I take a dude who's been a phenomenal relay, relay runner and has had some stinker relays because he was hurt and ran too long in life? Oh, you're going there, my you. Okay. I mean, listen, at his peak, because we get peak, right? We get peak person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Any day now. <laughs> Lucius is going to You know what? Asleep. You know what? I'm taking yes. Karani James. Damn you. Uh, mm. Uh, you just took my last two picks. Like my last. My, ah. Well, I left you a couple really good ones. Two, you're up. I am. I am. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm not thinking, I can't think of any more. And I don't like the names that I have written down. I'm going with Fred Curley. There it is. You know what? You, are, ma you are making Clyde's night. He you just, Clyde, no, he already loves you, but he really loves you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> good God, Chu. Uh, I'm listening. I should have texted you some names. <laughs> I mean. Damn it. All right. I'm gonna be mad. I should have. I should have. I should have sent you the, the.
the Florida top 10 relay splits and you could done better than the things you did. You, I mean, take him. Take that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's not a bad choice. Oh, man. He's, but he's only the third fastest guy in Florida history on the relay split. Man, I thought man. about it. <laughs> and then you took Fred Curley. I know. I choked. 75th best relay runner ever in U.S. history. No offense, Fred. Just saying. And leave my man Fred alone. Come on, Clyde. I like Fred. Fred. I like Fred's gonna break more records. Okay, Clyde, it's, Clyde, it's Clyde's pick. Come on. Come on. It is. It is. And <laughs> God. I didn't think I was gonna. I didn't think I was gonna have the option of this. Right, the embarrassment yes. of riches now that you have to pick from. It, it's not embarrassment of riches. This is a difficult decision because I can legitimately win this race right now. Um, I don't think you can, but Chris, I feel really good about my team. But for the record, just so we're clear, I think, I think I can win this race. Oh, man, this is interesting. Jesus. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm gonna go ahead. I'm mm, I'm gonna take LaShawn. I'm gonna take LaShawn here. Really? That's that's what we waited for. It, it, you, I was gonna say Angelo. See, and, and, and Angelo's an inter, it's an interesting choice as well. Like, I'll Andrew. just be clear. I I took. I took can, I, can I make my because, last pick? Yeah, but I thought you weren't ready. That's the reason I was talking. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Who are you gonna take, John Smith? Actually, no. But I'm gonna take one of his proteges. I'm gonna take Steve Lewis. There I you mean, go. For yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I didn't take Angelo is because I didn't want to get booted on the fan vote for all the idiots who've only seen bad races. Right, they don't get that. Like that dude was an absolute monster on the track. Ab absolute monster. I, when you when you when you see what I'm gonna do with my order, you might understand why. I and when you see that. what I do with my order, then y'all can also know you're gonna be running for a second. Can I? Can well, I? Have you, John, well, you're running. Have you're, you're the first pick, so you got to come with the order. Right. Okay. So, so easily. So, right. So I, I'm going to just I'm gonna get gone right away. Right. So that's what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna lead off Steve Lewis, who's at his prime is 43 43.8. Right. And then I'm going to come back with Mr. Tony McQuay, who is 43-4. Then I'm going to come back to Mr. Ron Freeman, who's 43-2. And then I'm going to anchor with Mr. Johnson, who's 42-9. And again, the diaper dandies are probably going to vote against me because they don't have any common sense. But nah, he ain't beating that really. None of them know who Freeman is. So that's okay. Problem. I know who he is. No, I do too. They All right, that so way. that means I have to go second, right? You have to. Okay, so the way I'm going to win this race <laughs> is, is your first problem, right there. Is strategic decisions. Okay, so we're gonna pop off because Lamar has a pop off monster, and Lucius made a smart decision there. So I'm going to pop off Wade Van Niekirk, and I'm going to be winning the race. That's the okay. only shot you have. I'm going to be winning the race <laughs> by a lot. Now, um, LaShawn, by a lot. Uh, LaShawn Merritt is going to run second. Lee Evans is going to run third. And to clean up any problems, Quincy is going to anchor. 
<laughs> that is very interesting. Yeah. Definitely have not have run that order, but interesting. Yeah. I'm going Reynolds, Norman. Wait, stop. Stop. <laughs> Oh no! Damn it! No, Stop. you let it let it go. Let we it are go. all rooting for Chu. I'm Reynolds. sorry. Go ahead, First Chu. of all, hold on a second. If he can lead off Wade, then she can lead off Butch because now she's going to be in second place. Okay, Butch. Based on my right? Then Curly, then Gardner. That's that's not a bad relay. Leave her alone. Come on okay. with it, third place, Lamar. Come on with it. Third place. I'm sorry. Did I? Am I? Am I missing something? Oh, you're missing a lot. Oh, John <laughs> okay. Wick might save you. John Wick oh, might save you. You took him from okay. me. Okay. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off the best lead off ever. I mean, look, not what we think he can do, right? The be the best guy to ever do it. So I'm gonna lead him off first. So you're gonna right? be fourth. Oh, definitely not gonna be fourth, but that's okay. I you're get sure. it. You know, okay, you're not beating Wade. You're not beating Steve. I, I said okay. Who are you leading on to? I had Butch, Butch leading. Yeah. Okay, we're good. You're done. I I I'm gonna you're lead four. off Andrew. You're and, four. And then, and then I'm gonna run John Wick at two. And you're still four. I'm definitely <laughs> not fourth. Yes, you are. Oh, he gonna go get somebody. Absolutely. Ooh. What sort of? Who, who, who's your se hold a second. Okay. Hold a second. He ain't getting you because you're 43 flat off the top. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'm, I'm, and I'm not right. get I'm, me I'm because my second leg is going to run 43 low like his second leg is. So 43-2 don't catch 43-2. And his guy's going to run 43-2. I said he's going to catch somebody. He wasn't I'm bored. good. That's all I'm going to say is I'm good. Who, who's he catching? Who? There's another team you know in the race. The, who's man's your second leg? the man's name <laughs> is man John Wick. Okay, so he's going so to catch Michael Norman? Oh, sure. <laughs> Wait, you know what? I, I'll bet <laughs> money on that one. <laughs> he ain't catching Michael Norman. That would be interesting. I absolutely catch Michael Norman. And yeah, I said it, Mikey. I love you, but absolutely he will catch you. Uh delusional. Okay. Third <laughs> third. Who do I have left? Because my brain yeah, is Jeremy or you don't know who your team is. I have yes, I do. Jeremy or Karani. Oh, okay. That's easy. We'll run Jeremy at third, best third leg ever, and then we'll and then we'll run Karani and see what see what see what we can do for the uh for the nutmeg island. Well, yeah, because he was deferring to his boy. To exactly, Daryl. And the funny part, once. I started to take Daryl. I started to once. take Daryl. Okay. No, he did it a bunch. I mean, no, he did, did it a bunch. a bunch of times. Absolutely. Once. No, sir. Once. Okay, their entire college career. Yeah. Okay, we're not talking about. Okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. I, at the international I, level, he did it once. You know what? And he did it well once. So I'll take my squad and we will run. But I will say this. I will say this. No chance I'm fourth. No Third. chance. <laughs> Three and a half, maybe. Let's okay. <laughs> anyway, I just know this much, right? I think it's interesting that, like, guys like Daryl Williamson, who I think we all know, let's just be clear, if, was a, if there's a stick involved, Daryl Williamson probably belongs on one of these relays. None of us were going to pick him, and I get why, right? But we all know in reality, if they race the race, he probably belongs on one of these teams. Oh, ultimate relay. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the, the dude, the dude split. Dog. See, the thing is, is like the dude split 43 4. 
And so the other ones are based on because they run fast open, you assume they're going to run fast on the wheel. Because because LaShawn Lesha- Merritt has never run fast on the wheel. Ever. I, I agree with that completely. Ever. And that's why I said, like, I was, I almost put Daryl on the relay, right? Just like I almost put Jonathan Fortenberry on the relay. Just because I've seen these dudes do ridiculous things on a relay. <laughs> but, no, but right, I didn't know how fast Fortenberry's relay actually was. Wasn't I just fast. saw it. Oh, it, you know it was. It, it wasn't it was, was it 43 something? Or was it 44 low? It was 44. It was, it was 44 one or oh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right. So then that's not fast enough to re- make the relay because I'm leading off in 44 0. No, I mean, he was a baby, though. He wasn't, you know, grown. <laughs> and that was his best year. Yeah. Yes. yes. So that was, that's what you get him at. <clears throat> well, so like last week, I will post these on our social medias and uh, we will hear from the crowd. And uh, this is going to be interesting. See what happens. It's going to be a very interesting battle between me and Lucius. <laughs> and then whatever y'all got going on in the back is something else. Yeah, okay. the, the, the key for me is can Steve stay close enough to wave? That's the that, that that is the key to the race. That's What's the your relay again, Chuck? I mean, so I, I'm popping off with the world record holder. I we, we got that. What's after that? I got I understand the point about LaShawn, and it's a good point. That's why he's running second with this lead that he's not gonna want to give up. You see, but the, yeah. see, the problem you have is because of how he runs relays. You're right. then gonna let me back in the race. Yes. Oh, you're gonna listen. You're gonna get back in it, but then I got Lee Evans, and since okay, and then, so Lee Evans go okay. I'm good. Okay, and so in my world, Quincy's getting the stick ahead of MJ. So, so here's what I'm saying. Come here's what I'm saying. Like, come see I me. think if you if, if my oh, team oh, he's is coming. racing, <laughs> he's my team coming. is racing Clyde's team. I think I'm ahead of you after three legs. What? Cause you look, you're up by a second after the first leg. I agree, but John Wick's gonna run uh, extends down. Listen, listen, listen. He's not a relay dude. Don't don't talk hey, to me don't about Wick. disrespect that man. That's that's don't talk to me about John Wick. You know John I'm salty. Is not a relay dude. Okay, is it, look, I, like I said, I've never seen like Lashawn does what's required on the relays. Let's just say what it exactly is. what's required. There you right. go. So no so so what so what's gonna happen is. Rot, rot, Mr. Freeman is going to run up on him. He is. That that when, when we hand off, it's going to be together. I promise you that. Now, who's I, your third? I line? mean, listen, Liam. And I, I, you know, Tony. When Tony's at his best, him and Lee, that's that's a that's a battle. Forty-three two is pretty pretty salty. Wow. But I, I got to give the nod to Lee. I mean, like you, you know, you're you're you put together a very formidable relay. Of, and, of the four, rela- of the four relays the you put together over the last two weeks, that was by far the best one you put together. Not even close. <laughs> women's four by one is still the best one I got. No, no chance. Dude, your women's four by one can't hold a candle to that four by four you just put together. Yeah, it's no. Just, no, stop it. Stop it. Stop drinking your bias juice or whatever it is in that cup of yours. Stop it. <laughs> no, oh. go. This will be fun. No. This will be no. fun. Hey. No, no. Heck no. <laughs> I will say that we we all unfortunately will concede the women's four by four because that's that's a joke. Yeah, look, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know why you posted that one because y'all I, y'all gave me the four fastest. Oh no no, 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 we go. 
We gonna post that one and see. Oh yeah, because 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 you because you, you and your diaper daddies are gonna gonna vote for you. Well, they do. And I and I definitely think I got one of the three fastest relay legs of all time. <laughs> Who? No governor. Mm. No governor tonight, baby. Anyways, Look, officially she's forty eight flat, and that's and there she shall remain, my friend. Blow Joe, let it oh, loose, I'm, I'm baby. On the tonight, aren't I? Uh, no. Yeah. Wait. It ain't yeah. me. Was I know. Gotta be me. Oh, it's gotta it's be. Okay. Me. Yeah, it's gotta be me. Uh oh, okay. who who were the questions built for? You. <laughs> Do you want me to go since you have since the questions are built for me? You can retire um, hot seat for the week because it's been you know. <laughs> yeah, I know it is a little long. We are a little long, so I will. I'm. We're, we'll omit omit hot seat this week. I messed up. I don't know how I messed that up. All right, Jeez. so Sir Lucius is on the hot seat for next week. We got next it. Next week, yes. I will write that down and make sure it stays. Um, um, but I will not let us forego heartbeat props because uh, we got to we gotta give some love. It's February. It's a month of love. There's a lot of oh, things to be yes, celebratory time. for this month. Yeah. Um, I would like to go first um, on the day of recording, not the day of... Um, publication uh it is national girls and women in sport day so my heartbeat props go out to all the young ladies all the single digit girls um the adolescents and then the women who are still competing those who are advocates and those who are in administrative positions um i appreciate you because you all have paid the path paved the path for me to be where i am right now um to be able to encounter endure and prosper through the things that I will be encountering in the years coming, hopefully for a long time. Um, I am appreciative for those who put their egos aside and put their pride aside um, to be different, to challenge the molds and to um, be vulnerable, I guess is the best way to say it, is just to lay it all out there for, for themselves to be ridiculed and whatnot and, and physically harmed in some situations uh, for females in sport. So my heartbeat props go out to all of you, all females. Next. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I, I wanna give my heartbeat props to a group of people. Um, I'm gonna give it to my staff. And I'm not just talking about my assistant coaches. I'm gonna talk about my director of ops, Ms. Trace LeGrow, um, Andrew Shooty, her assistant, um, my staff proper, um, my assistant coaches, my associate head coach, my training staff, Andy Clock, Yolanda Lawrence, um, my weight room staff with uh, Mr. Matt Delancey. Um, the hard work and dedication they've done in keeping this program running over, over through the pandemic coming out of the, you know, trying to come out of the pandemic and getting back to competing has just been unmatched. Um, I thank them for um, putting up with my last minute decisions to change things. I, I, I praise them greatly for the changes they've had to endure and they've never flinched for the long hours, for the, the upset parents, for the crying athletes and everything they've dealt with in the last few months. Um, we could, we would not be anywhere near where we need to be without the help of so, so many. And I just want to thank everybody for what they've done to get us cool. Um, 
I, I'll go. I'll go next. Um, you know, I, I made an I made a, an allusion to to this group earlier in the show, um, and I don't know why I woke up kind of thinking about this. Maybe because just recently my dad's birthday happened, and he's seventy three. But my heartbeat props go out to the uh, to the the thankless, thankless masses in track and field, the officials. Um, they travel you know, across the country for in a, in a great situation, like a, a rain parka and a sandwich, you know, in some cases it's literally just the sandwich. Um, sometimes they get a cool hat, you know, but at the end of the day, only the starters actually get paid. And that is pennies for the amount of work that they do. Um, and they do a thankless job like everybody pretty much doesn't know officials or they hate an official because they feel like they were wronged by one when and usually usually they got it right and we messed it up let's just be honest usually um officials are uh and they, i don't want to say a dying breed because I, I don't like that term but they are they're becoming um tougher and tougher to replace because most of the officials from our lifetimes, they, they didn't just start out being officials. They were track athletes and some of them were track coaches and they really know the sport and they're really invested in like the betterment of the sport as a whole. And, you know, again, they do a job that is truly thankless. And in most cases they love it. And if you try to, you know, try to do more for them, they're usually like, no, no, I'm good. This is, you know, this is what I do. This is this is my exercise. This is how I like to, you know, I get to travel the world. And and, and I'll just say, like, listen, I, I can't give a, a, a bigger congratulation, congratulatory hug and a thankfelt hug to all the officials out there in this country who. Let's be clear, most the average official is in the danger zone as it pertains to COVID. And they without vaccines all of last year when track was going on and all of you know the cross season and all these and all these different times that we've tried to participate in track they have been there doing a truly thankless job and literally risking their lives to do so so um, I can't stand on a soapbox and be loud enough to say anything other than um, we love them and we thank them for all that they do to help make track meets go on uh, seamlessly. Well said, well said. Um, <clears throat> I had a different heartbeat props uh, plan for the night, but given the way the show has gone, I, I think I'm gonna go with this one. Um, like I said, the club scene is foundational to our sport. And there are a lot of examples around the country of, of folks who do it the right way and do it well. And no better example for my for my money than Miss Marty Adams and the crew down there in Raleigh, North Carolina, who run the track explosion. That's what an X track club. Uh, Miss Adams is everything that's right about this sport at the youth level. They work with kids all the way from four, four years old up to 18. And it's not just about, you know, 
how fast can the babies run and having fun in the summertime like she legitimately spends an exorbitant amount of her time making sure that the older kids are prepared to move on to the next level and get them kids into college and so um, Miss Adams and, and the crew down there in North Carolina please keep doing what you do because you are a fantastic example for everybody to follow Awesome. Good stuff tonight, gentlemen. Good stuff. Well, we've definitely had a, a complete roller coaster of, of emotions and fun and engaging and everything over the last just, I think, just short of two hours. So good times, good times. Uh, we will wrap it up on that note. We'll enjoy some ATL track followed by small game of football after the fact <laughs> um and then reconvene after that to, to break it all down one more time hashtag um, may the best may the best goat win on sunday right there's only one goat no matter the result on sunday <laughs> hey all i know is i, I was that was that was a that was a that was just a petty shot at you that's all we look there's nobody on in their right mind that is can discount what tom brady has done and what he's meant to the sport of football Nobody can do. Nobody can do that. And if they do, they're the just track and field and stay for the football. Exactly. Yeah. ATL <laughs> first. Don't watch the Super Bowl without watching the ATL first. Yeah. Love it. All right, gentlemen. Well, you all have a great week. Anybody traveling this weekend, travel safe. Wear your mask. Use that sanitizer. And other than that, have a good one. We'll see you again next week. When the lights come on, the road skip to running. When the lights come on, opponents smash the plumbing. Would you like it warm, hot, knife the butter? Truth pin them hard, knock them off that rebuttal. Tsunami, tidal wave to your puddle. Tough love, punch you in the arms, little brothers. Athletics double, I'll see if there's no others. Track and field's pace, and we'll peel to go further. Hey, Wiley, Coyote, it's Roadrunners. Feels like you know us, you've been with us the whole summer. If not for this quarantine, these four corners wouldn't be here, but we're here, so start learning. You gotta earn your stripes, gotta get your scars. Show you how to fight, but show us who you are. You lack experience, but still you wanna talk. And who is that to talk to? Your circle's kinda small. Heads prevail when the backbone's strong. Gotta keep it coming, no, won't last long. Pass it, failed, and sell the sad song. And if you don't check yourself, then that's wrong. Just trying to give you the real that you asked for. So why you keep cutting us off to ask more? We put it in slow mo, but you fast forward. Athletics, devil, I'll see the task force.